ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Growing Up Gay. It's your boy Vaughn. It's your boy Malik. Welcome back, you guys. I hope you guys have had an awesome week, and I hope you guys enjoyed our last bonus episode because yes. we enjoyed giving it to you, baby. <laughs> that sounded a little suggestive. Well, you know, I can be that way sometimes. <laughs> I know you guys are probably like, damn, two episodes in three or four days. Um, yes. So this is our new schedule. We will be here every Monday, you know. So you can start your week with growing up gay. You know, you have fun. Have your Sunday fun day. And, you know, just as soon as you get to work or, well, you're probably not going to work because of a pandemic. But you get the point. We'll be here on Monday. Happy with the <laughs> You know, wake up and get right. your together and then cut us on. Right. Cut us on. So, friend, how have you been since we last recorded? How's your a, week? It's been a few days. My week's been pretty awesome. Um, you know, got some got some, some good news, some good yoga news. Love that. Um... Uh, it, it's you know I, I hate whenever people get good news and they always say well I can't say talk it's about a secret it. I can't yeah. talk about it I'm like bitch fuck you I miss you. that kind of good news it's like who do you think you are you know I miss that kind of good news uh, hey because that means you're working on something I'm working on something so I can't say what it is but it's you'll find out in the month of October what it is maybe even maybe even this upcoming week I don't know hopefully but working on something really big and it's very gay I'll say that <laughs> super gay and, you know, I love doing anything that's very gay. <laughs> uh, but so that was a fun. And then uh, one, of, one of my yoga studios, that, 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 that stock Amador, they restocked this week. So, bitch, you know, we love to get a restocking, mm-hmm. you know, someone purchasing, darling. So that that's cool. And, and then today uh, I was able to partner with He's Valuable. So shout out to Kendall and the crew. Um, which is a it's, it's, it's a queer male organization led it's a queer black male organization <laughs> that's led by um, a group of black guys and today uh, they invited me out to do a uh, feed the hungry with them so we were out feeding the, feeding the homeless in downtown Atlanta for several hours today and it was really fun and a great experience I've never yeah. done that before. So I got to fun. do it in New York. Really? Yeah, with my uh, previous job. It was actually really beautiful. Yeah, I have never done it before, but it was just very, just, just interesting seeing like, because sometimes when, we, when you think about hungry, hungry people or homeless people, you think of like the, a very dirty image. Right, and that's and, not and, what it and is. It's, and it's very diverse. Yeah, like, like you'll get some of that, but. Yeah, like it's very diverse. And, and there, there are some people that weren't even homeless, just hungry. Just hungry. Just hungry. Same, and, same and, exact experience. You know, where they have housing, but just no food. Food, right. And that's fucked up. Yeah. So I, it, was, were, it was funny when we when I did it in New York, there were a lot of people and it was because I was with a bunch of uh, people similar to our age. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of us were like, yo, they're our age and younger. Like, these are people that came to New York because they're chasing dreams yep. and they're having hard times. Yep. Or it was people that were born and raised in the city, but they got kicked out of their their family uh, family home for LGBTQ things, or you know, uh, gender identity identity things, or like whatever the case may be is. And it's just not always who. There were a few people in there where I was like, if I saw you out and just walking around, I would never know you were in this predicament. Like it was younger people, it was older people, yeah. Which is all something I randomly always have a fear of being older and not having anyone to like. Take care of Take you. care of me. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm always like, when people that don't have children or don't want children, I'm like, well, you put a lot of faith in society. Yeah. Into the kindness of others because I don't have it. <laughs> Family is, I, I agree. Like, I, I definitely, I, actually, I, over over the summer, I was joking with my mom. I was like, hey, I'm over here in the um, a retired living facility. It was a really nice one. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was actually like an apartment complex where they had townhomes and actually houses in this, in this particular place. And I was like, hey, 
I'm 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 in this building. Uh, I was doing Instacart, dropping mm-hmm. some food off. Um, do I need to go ahead and, and get a, a, a voucher <laughs> for you? You know, a brochure. Get you a brochure. <laughs> get you a brochure so I can find out what's going on. She said, "Oh, listen, honey, don't you worry about me, honey. I'm, <laughs> I got I have my my arrangement. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right." So yeah, I've, I've had a fun weekend, and now I'm here recording, and so I'm feeling good. Good. Yeah. What about yours? Um, I've had a hard week. Yeah. I've had a very annoying, annoying week. I've had a very exhausting week, mentally, emotionally, Oof. physically, just exhausting week. Um, but I kind of saw it coming. You ever have like, you ever be in such a good space in life where you're like, okay, something's gonna go wrong. Like, you're, like, anticipating it. That yeah. was me the week before last. I was, or not even the week before last. Like, two weeks ago, actually. I remember stopping and saying to myself, like, wow, you're in a really good space right now. Like, so grateful for the space that I was in. And I'm still grateful for where I'm at. I'm just exhausted. Um, but it was, like, I remember saying to myself, which is such a horrible feeling, and I, at a place I hope I never get to again, where I was, like, this is too good. When mm. is the negative negativity gonna come? Ooh. When is the inconsistency gonna come? When is the stress gonna come? Because I was so consistent with eating in the gym, so consistent with work, so consistent with just everything that I was doing, and it was like things were happening. I was getting money in my account randomly from things that I like forgot that I had did. You know what I mean? Like it was like this is too good to be true. Right. <laughs> I was like, when is the other shoe gonna drop? And that bitch dropped this week. Um, but you know, I'm grateful. You know, I'm alive. The bitch isn't dead or anything. I'm just exhausted and stressed. And I've also realized, fuck, fuck jobs. Fuck working. I, anyone that knows me knows I'm very hardworking. You know, I, I love independence, being independent. Um, I love being able to take care of myself and provide for myself and other, like, that's all fine and dandy. But I think I've gotten to a stage in life where I'm just kind of like, mm, all this shit is overrated. <laughs> This yeah. whole being a CEO, being a boss, being a manager, being a director, all the things that I wanted out of life when I was like 24 and working entirely too hard and not enjoying life, I don't want that anymore. I'm like, if it comes and it happens, cool. But at this point, I'm just ready for like some rich man to be like, I'm attracted to you and would like for you to live the lap of luxury simply because I would like to put my dick inside of you. Yes. Or if you don't even want to put it inside of me, you want me to put mine inside of you, whatever the situation whatever. is, the arrangement is. At this point, I'm fully willing and ready to be a kept man. But the life of leisure is what you're aiming for. That's what I want. Yeah. That's there's. If you follow me on Twitter, I retweeted this thing today, um, where it was this guy. I guess he's doing this YouTube, this series on TikTok, where he sees like rich people or seemingly rich people, and he asks them what they do. Like he'll just pop, like walk up to them, like, "Excuse me, what do you do?" Mm-hmm. And this lady was like, she stared at him for a second. She was like, "What?" And he was like, what do you do? And she, like, whipped her hair back, grabbed her burger, and was like, I'm married, and walked off out of her Maserati. <laughs> and I was like, mood! Yeah. That is what I want out of life. Yeah. What do I do, bitch? I am married. Yeah. I live this good yeah. because of somebody else. And yeah. they want me yeah. to live this good. Yeah. And they're making this happen. Right. Now, I don't know how realistic it is. I probably need a few months to make this shit happen, you know, because nine out of ten times, especially if you're black, you got to be like it. You know what I mean? You just can't be like a handsome white woman. They get it all the time. But as a black person, male or female, you got to be like a superhuman to like secure that kind of a bag. So <laughs> it's going to take me a few months to work on it. But all I'm saying is if in six months you see me traveling around and you know, or not in six months, give me eight months because it would be winter. I mean, summer. If you see me like 
pumping around from city to city, or you just see me living real, real good and I'm never talking about work, because you know a bitch likes to complain about work, mind your business. The bitch done, 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 use the old mantra. <laughs> Sometimes prostitution is the best solution. Not pro- Now, wait a minute. I didn't say prostitution. Okay. I didn't say prostitution. I'm not the trying old to- <laughs> job there is. Listen, I'm not trying to get worn, worn, worn <laughs> by, you know, down 9, uh, 285. That's not what I'm trying to do. <laughs> I want one person. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe two. <laughs> Maybe, maybe two that are willing to provide a lifestyle for me <laughs> that I would like to live. Now, I'm not saying I'm against prostitution. I'm all up for it. Get your bag. I'm just not built that way. I'm an emo ho. I don't enjoy doing anything sexual. I can't do anything sexual with you if I'm not a one-on-one kind of bitch. Right. Okay. I'm with it. I mean, you know, I'm 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 with it too. I'm not into groups. They tried that with me one time. I had to shut it down. <laughs> They tried, they tried to pull a group session on a bitch. <laughs> Had to get out of there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So, um, friend, do you want to dive directly into our Get It Together for this week? Let's get right into the Get It Together this week. So, this week's Get It Together, well, if you guys have forgotten about what Get It oh, Together yes, explain, is. Oh, yes, explain. Get It Together is a portion where Vaughn and I talk about a health tip, a wellness tip, just something that is pertinent in our life that's happening that we're really enjoying and so the tip that i'm going to give today is something that it's a mantra that i've been living by and the mantra is if i don't kill it i don't eat it and simply what that means is if you don't go out there and get it then you're not gonna have it darling Mm. and um (laughs) mary mary I love that song. I do too. And I also love this that scene that's gone viral with Erica and Tina when Tina's in the kitchen like <laughs> you you can't keep doing this to me. Again and again, again and again. <laughs> that that scene takes me out. So shout out to Mary Mary. Not um, really, but because <laughs> Tina is a is a trumper. She's also I I would I would imagine homophobic too. Oh no, she is. Okay. No, no, that's a given. Yeah, yeah. and and she looks like she shops at Kato. So (laughs) I I don't I don't I don't have nothing for For her her at all. At all. I'm not a fan. She's a great voice, but darling, get out of here. But yeah, you guys. Um. So pretty much what what that means is if I don't kill it, I don't eat it. It, it just really just talks about, you know, going out there and shooting for the things that you want and being responsible and being accountable for them. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to say I want this, but also do the groundwork and mm-hmm. lay some type of foundation for it to happen so that you can What's actually, that you know, get that, get that gratitude, get that life that you want, get that goal, whatever it is. So. What's that saying? Faith without action is is it's just the wish. I'm not I'm not saved. That's it. I don't. Well, I, I like to say faith, faith, but faith without action is just the wish. Oh, okay. That um, one works too. That, it's the same that, thing. It's the I same. Don't, same I don't know thing. the actual one. I think faith without. I don't know what it is. I'm not saved. Clearly. Oh, you're saved, baby. I'm covered. You're but covered. I'm not, I don't know if I'm smothered. saved. Yeah, in the name of the Lord. Um, my get it together for this week is similar. You know, we're always evenly yoked. Always. Um, mine is tunnel vision. Sometimes you have to tune out everything and everyone to get what you need for the overall betterment of yourself. And that is something that I'm fully accepting, something that I've been learning over the past two years of my life, but something that I'm fully accepting. Sometimes you really just got to like 
put your head down and work towards whatever it is that you want. Um, and I say that mostly because the journey towards anything is anything worth fighting for. That is, is often daunting. It's not something Absolutely. that, you know, like whether it's, you know, you're saving to buy a house or you're trying to get that body back or you're, I don't know, whatever you're trying to get a degree, anything. The work while on the way can seem so daunting and so cumbersome and so draining especially that sometimes it's new. It deter- it's, exactly. Especially if it's new. Especially if I it's like new. I feel like that's the part that we often like don't give ourselves grace for. Yeah. That these are new things that we're trying to do. Nobody yeah. was growing up saying you need to do this, this, this. Like you always say uh, your friend, you know, you have to parent yourself as yes. if you were a child. Yeah. And so with trying to bring in these new behaviors, there are going to be lots of relapses, lots yeah. of bumps in the road. Learning curves. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so it's just, don't shut all that out. Don't worry about any of that and just stay focused and stay grinding towards whatever it is that you want out of life. And it is okay to be selfish because let me tell you, a part of the reason why my week was so draining is because I felt like everyone and their step auntie was relying on me to do things that I should not be relied upon to do. Mm. And then on top of the things that I shouldn't be relied upon to do, other like at work and in other areas, things were being put on me on my... And I'm just like, wait, whoa. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Why is all this happening, like for me right now to get like at what like what what's going on, what's going on? I didn't ask for all this right now, so sometimes like I said, you just need to have that tunnel vision and stay focused to get whatever it is you want because it's a journey. Amen. Okay, it's a journey. Well, I fuck with that. You guys want to take a quick break and we'll be right back with our growing up gay section. What up, y'all? It's Vaughn. Hope you all are enjoying the episode thus far. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns in regard to the podcast, or you have a question, or if you need some advice in regard to something, please feel free to reach out to us at Vaughn at GrownUpGay.com, Malik at GrownUpGay.com, or GrownUpGay at gmail.com. If you have any questions in regard to those uh, addresses, please feel free to check the down bar below. Now, let's get back to the episode. And you guys, we are back with this week's Growing Up Gay. Um, so for those who are new to our our show, our Growing Up Gay is a section where we really dig deep into something that we are feeling passionate about. So this week we're going to talk about superficial and super real. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the uh, our thesis <laughs> for today. Um, so first things first, I think... It's okay to acknowledge that there is a certain level of pretentiousness. Right. There's a certain level of just fakeness that is in the world. So it's going to be in dating. Yes. And I feel like people, like, we have such a hard time with dating sometimes because we just forget that, hey, it's going to be some funny shit that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And also, I think because a lot of the times when we're dating, we're trying to please so many different people. We're trying to please society. We're trying to please our friends. We're trying to please our family. Mm-hmm. And it's just sometimes... In, in while doing all that, you lose what it is that you actually want out of a person. Yeah. And then there's also admitting to yourself that, listen, sometimes there's superficial things about people that you just like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's just things that do it for you. Uh, so that's For whatever what, reason. For whatever reason. So that's what we wanted to do this week. We wanted to have an episode or a topic where we talked about the superficial things in dating that we might not like to admit is true in regard to us. But they're happening. But they're very real. Yeah. So, friend, yeah. do you want to go first? I go first. Okay. So, 
you know, I talked about this recently. I think on last week's episode, I talked about how I went on a date with this guy and, and one of his one of his teeth were missing. <laughs> you know, and and prior to us even meeting, he told me that <laughs> he told me that he was missing his middle tooth. You know, and I was like. Cool, you know, but the guy told me it was on the side. But when we meet on our second date, it's really on the front. And I could have overlooked it and, you know, been patient until he got it fixed. But I was like, nah, nah, nah that, that's not cool with me. Because here's, here's my thing we're just meeting. Put your best foot forward. Put your um, best tooth because, forward. Because when he met me our first date, he was flabbergasted about how good I looked. Really? You know, he, like he, he, was, he was taken he aback. Was yeah. He was awestruck by the he doll. He was awestruck listen, by the doll. Godiva Goodas. Godiva, The Godiva Goodas. One, one, listen, when chocolate drop steps out, <laughs> and, I am, and, and I give you what you need to see, that's it. And, you know, he was in awe. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm into that. Thank you for letting me know. I look nice. Right. But he wasn't that way. <laughs> and I have an issue with niggas trying to step out with me not on my level. So... And what am I loving means having having a nice outfit on. It don't got to be designer, but nigga, you're not going to come out wearing flip-flops. and wearing... Was he wearing flip-flops? Not necessarily. Oh, I was about to but say, But he bitch. might as well have been wearing the flip-flops. I was about to say, bitch, Because the, out, to, the outfit listen, was that, it was just that casual. You know what I'm listen, saying? I don't care how long we are together. If we are going on a date, yeah. bitch, put on some shoes. Put on some clothes. Put and on some pieces. And I even mentioned to him, I was, I was like, why are you really casual? And he was like, yeah, I, I don't be putting, putting no clothes on. And I was like, oh, wow. You know what's funny about that? My ex was really casual. Now, he never wore flip-flops. Yeah. But he would always like be like, damn, you're so dressed up. And I used to be like, I'm wearing jeans and Jordans. Like, I'm not but, that dressed up. See, you're dressed, you're dressed, you're casual, but you're I mean, dressing I, it up. I carry myself very well. Yes. I take a lot of pride. I'm, listen, I come from Jamaican family. My father said even if I was going to Walmart, I had to look good. Period. So I make sure, now I'm not going to lie. I, now I will walk around in clogs, sweats, and a t-shirt because I'm grown. Mm-hmm. And that's my business. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> if I'm going out with someone or going out anywhere, period, I always make sure that, like, I come cute. It might not be designer, you know, but it'll be cute. Yeah. We love a Zara moment. That's what's most important, that it's cute. And, and, and I'm very serious about that. Just about just guys having an aesthetic and being able to... It needs to be... The, the the aesthetic that I'm into needs to be a, a one that is I feel as though elevated. Right. That's what I'm into. That's how I like. Next case. Next caller. Um. So this is what this is funny. Malik and I actually had a discussion about this. So my first one is going to be money. Mm. Um. I'm not rich. Just put it out there. Not rich at all. Um. My family isn't rich. You know, we're very comfortable. You know what I mean? My father has worked very hard. My mother has worked very hard. They're very comfortable. Um, Money is important to me. I'm sorry. And I know it's superficial. And I'm not a city girl. (laughs) You know what I mean? But, like, I've come to realize that I... There... (sighs) There's a certain, and more so, more important than money is how well someone utilizes their funds. Because not everyone is going to be rich. Like, realistically, especially in the dating pool that I'm in, as far as gay black men, because that is what I prefer. Right? I understand that not all of us live in that 5%. Bitch, I don't even, I don't even live in the 5% <laughs> where we make, where there's like an extreme amount of money earned. However, 
I have. Is there a certain is there a certain number? See, that, that's the thing that you would like someone to have. No. Or are there certain activities and be and like things that you want them to be able to do with you? Well, yes and no. Okay. There isn't necessarily a number because you can have a million dollars and still be broke. Yes. It's all about what you're doing with that million dollars. If you have a million dollars, if you earn, say, a million dollars, but you're spending, like, you earn $1.5 million, mm-hmm. no, 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 baby girl. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm not Tony Childs. I don't need you to be Todd. I feel attacked. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> that's not how that works, okay? If, if, if you, but however, if you, like, for instance, the reason why I say this is because I've never dated somebody that makes more than me. Casually dated or actually dated someone that makes more money than me. And I don't think I make that much money to where it should be something that is like something that I've never experienced. Yeah. And I would like to experience it. And I know that's a bit superficial. But, bitch, I want someone to come home and be like, hey, babe, I bought you this wallet from Louis. Or, hey, babe, I went to Zara and spent $300 on you because mm-hmm. I just wanted to buy you some shit. Yeah. Or, hey, babe, we're going on a date, all expenses paid, and it's going to be like a bomb date. And yeah. And like, don't worry about it. You know what I mean? And it's not, you know what I mean? I would just like to experience that. Yeah. I feel you. And do you know what I hear these niggas saying? What? These niggas that are doing these things, they're, they're saying, oh, if you can't do it for yourself, I'm not doing it for you. I've been doing it for myself for a lot of years now, and, which is why this is what and, I'm <laughs> And do you know what my response to that is? What? Nigga, if that's what I want, that's what I want. Period. And it don't matter if I ever did done it in myself. It doesn't matter if, if you don't if think if I'm you worthy wanna, of if it. If you want to court me, it's what I want. It doesn't matter if you think I'm worthy it of it. It doesn't matter if you I know I'm worthy I know of what it. I want. Right. So, <laughs> fuck you. And again, I'm not saying anybody has to be rich because I'm not rich. And I, one thing I do believe in is you can't ask someone to bring to the table something you can't. Like, you can <clears throat> ex- hope for it to happen. That's great. But you can't be in a relationship with someone and mad that they're not making $300,000 a year if you're not making $300,000 a year because why should they have to and you not? You get what I'm saying? So that's yeah. not what I'm saying. I would just like to, to meet someone, like my ex, for example. I feel like I keep bringing him up. Anyway, he wasn't wealthy. I made significantly more money than him, but he was very responsible with his finances to the point where he had more money saved than I did. Mm-hmm. Because that's something I discuss on, on dates or in the courting period. I discuss money because I have a certain lifestyle that I, I, I want to live and I want to continue to live. And I want to go beyond where I'm at now. Bitch, I want to go on vacations. All you know, expenses I've never, paid. I've never, I'm thinking of any, any boyfriend I've ever had, we've never discussed our, our Oh, no, I'm discussing it in the first two or three dates. Like, what are your finances? Now, I'm not going to ask you what's in your wallet. I'm not going to ask you what's your credit score. But I am. I'm a, again... I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> so I can be asking you one thing and trying to get other information. It's a manipulation of it. Mm-hmm. So I'll ask you about your career. I'll ask you about your style. I'll ask you about your, like how you were brought up, mm-hmm. those things, mm-hmm. and try and pull information from that to like come up with an idea. Now, right. I still won't really know. Paint that picture. Right. Uh-huh. I'll, but I'll definitely have certain conversations to get the answers that I want. Because... You can be tricked into thinking the girls got it because of what they're wearing on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I'm here to tell you, <laughs> if you didn't already know, Instagram lies because these niggas lie. That's it. So it's not, and that's why for me, it's not even about pieces or any of that. For honestly, honest to God, it's more so the lifestyle that I want to live when I'm older. Hell, now. But especially when I'm older and I have children and I want my children to have a certain lifestyle. So for the people that I'm entertaining seriously, 
I would like for you to be very serious about your money. I need you to want to be into investing and building a, a, a portfolio. I listen. I'm trying to be on my my um, millionaire shit. Yeah. I'm that's where I'm getting to. I agree. Regardless of if I get there by myself or with anyone else. And I'm getting there because I want to travel around the world. I want my kids to have experiences that I had growing up, being able to, to go to different countries and different cities and hear different languages and 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 and, and envelop different cultures mm-hmm. cuz that informs who you are as as you go throughout the world. Yeah. Experiences. I want them to to take the best classes, learn how to horseback ride. You want to freaking do music? We're going to spend the money and get you into the best schools and, and let, you, let you learn how to pl- play piano with the best teachers. You want to do anime? I'm going to put you into the best schools where you can learn how to draw the best and you can become... That's my thing. You look, like computers? Okay, cool. I'm going to put you in a program to where you learn coding. To where you, but I need to have the funds and the access to be able to do that. I want to take my kids to South Africa one summer so they can spend two weeks there and, and like learn the culture speak to some of the people, have their food, and be able to go back to school and say, yo, what did you do this summer? Oh, I was in South Africa for two mm-hmm. weeks. Mm-hmm. I was in somewhere in Asia for two weeks. Mm-hmm. I, you know what I mean? And if I can't do that with a nigga that's not no. at least responsible with your finances. So that's a superficial I, thing for me, money. Yeah, and I think even without the money, like even having the interest to want to do those things. Thank you. The ambition. The ambition, we love ambition. is the biggest thing because these niggas don't even have the, the thought. Like some people have not, money mm-mm. but have no know-how or no Thank interest you. Thank you. to do those things. Which is why I said I don't care about a so, number. Yeah, I care about it's mindset. The mindset. And I feel you on that. Um, so one super real thing about me is that I... Um, you know, I definitely have some capitalistic and some like some elitist views when it comes oh, to don't tell no name. <laughs> you know, to to dating and to like being with guys. And I I I was rebounding from my ex, and my ex was, you know, um, a Chicago socialite. And come on, socialite. You know, he worked in in business development and and and, and, and fundraising and just all all type of shit or whatever. And we were together. And when I broke up with him, I wanted to like find someone like not him, but someone definitely was definitely on like on his wavelength. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> um, I found somebody who was you know social in Atlanta, but in a different way, in like mm-hmm. this very street way, you know. Mm-hmm. Versus before, it was very like you know going to the opera or going to like a play or you know someone's fundraiser this right. was this was very much like this person was excited at the club this person was at the club and right. they were excited if he i was mixy not social he was very mixy not social. <laughs> so it was very different but i was really into him because he was really into me but what i realized is that i had to come to the earlier i opened up with hey i know i'm a little elitist, elitist bitch sometimes I get, I'm not. I, I I get that. That's something I'm working on, but I'm not gonna affect like fake the funk like like that's. Do not people happening. naturally pick that up for you? Um, no. And it's funny because I'm not. No. Right? Like I'm very even kill. I'm very no. chill. I don't care about what anyone has in their pockets unless we're dating. Um, yes. But people always think that I'm like when they even it. It's probably because you're you're, you're very quiet. You're very stoic. And they can't read you. Even it's funny. And they think that, oh, this is going to be, you know. Yeah. The bitch. I've literally got that my whole life. It's yeah. so funny. Even in my in my new job and my training, mind you, I've never met any of these people in, in, in person. My trainer the other day, I was asking him a question. Because, you know, I'm out of training now. Of course, I've been working for like three weeks now. Um, 
But I asked him a question the other day, and he was like, yo, you're crazy as hell. Mm-hmm. He was like, you're so funny. He's like, can I be honest with you? And I was like, yeah. What? And he was like, for the first two weeks that I was training you, I was like, Mm-mm, I don't know about him. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? Why? And he was like, you came off so... And I was like, stuck up? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh. Because I get that so much. At, 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 literally at every job I go to, people always think that I'm like stuck. Or, you know, I'm Jamaican. So we say stush. People always think that I'm stush. And it's so funny to me because after like two weeks, you're like, oh, this nigga's goofy. And he's mm-hmm. fun. You know. But and, and something about my like ambiance is very like. It's, the, it's, it's resting bitch face. That for sure. Because I know I look mean. That's yeah, one thing I'm fully of aware of. I Sometimes I catch myself in the mirror and I'm like, bitch, if you don't smile, then nobody do nothing to you. <laughs> like, Damn. Like, you look so miserable right now. Um, it's my turn? Is it my turn? Um, well, the guy. So, oh, you yeah, know, sorry. No, it's fine. So, there was this guy that, you know, he was really, he was he was good looking, but, you know, just ghetto. You know, and, and I'm... We love ghetto, though. We love ghetto, because I'm ghetto. Listen, I'm from Decatur. Don't, don't get it twisted. I'm ghetto, okay? I'm, I'm, I keep it trill. Right. But, Not trill. <laughs> <laughs> I keep it trill. You sound like such a way. I, I keep it trill. I keep it trill, right? Very trill. Very trill. But the thing was with him, with him was that um, I, I realized that I was rebounding. Yeah. And not only was I rebounding, but I wasn't I wasn't into schooling anyone. Mm. I wasn't into telling you why we're going to the high, like like why this is important. Right. Or I wasn't into telling you why you why we the no vote. Pretty, you said no pretty woman over here. No no pretty woman. I didn't I, I didn't have time to do that. <laughs> you don't want to pull them or up. tell you to not rush and chew to, to not rush and eat your food or which fork to use while we're at dinner. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like I don't have time to do those things. Yeah. And I realized that I'm like, damn, I'm rebounding. I'm just horny. And I'm fucking with this nigga who's like who I would never fuck with any other time. Any other time. So superficial number super superficial thing number two. Mm-hmm. Your turn. Um a superficial thing for me that I, I have I hate I kind of hate to admit that I like in men. I kind of love when a, like a, a man has like a, a ego. Oh, like a, a, a big a, ego. A big ego. I think a little I ego is love, good. A little ego is good. I think because I'm so reserved and so chill. I mean, unless we're friends, then I'm goofy and I'm like laughing and fun all the time. But in general, I am quiet. And I like sit to the back. I'm on my business. I don't talk to many people. I'm very chill. I think there's something super sexy about a man that can like walk into a room and just own that shit. Like personable. And it's I I almost hate it. Like that braggad almost it's almost braggadocious energy where it's like oh this nigga think he the shit. But it's it's it's, it's, it's silent. So, and it's. It, no, no, and I've kind of learned that I like it when it's loud. Oh, okay. That is the superficial. So a little bit of a little bit of arrogance. Yes, and mm-hmm. I learned this literally over the past like two years because I kept wondering why all the men that I found myself attracted to were like fire signs. Uh-huh. I was like, damn, everybody I like has either an Aries or a Leo, or they have strong fire in their truck. Tri- and I have like no fire in my truck. Literally, like my none. dad was an Aries, and he was a big black nigga, and he would come in loud and bodacious and Aries. Braggy. Listen, Aries men, yeah, they're awful, but they're like amazing. <laughs> it's there's something about the energy they have, and I think it's like I said because I'm so chill, I'm so water. 
I'm so calm and relaxed. Now, granted, under that calm surface could be a fucking tornado. But, <laughs> but the surface, my surface is so calm in, gen- in general that like, there, uh, it's just something about, it's just something about it. I'm just like, ooh. Like, something about them Aries men. And, I'll, and, and, it's, you on. and it's because, no, it's not just Aries. Don't give them too much. Sagittarius men have that energy. Leo men have that energy. Sagittarius definitely have, Sagittarius yeah, and men. These are awful people. They, ha- the they have that energy <laughs> of like, Sagittarius men, they're just so hell bent on being who they are are right it's like that confidence I don't give a fuck you're not gonna shake me at all I was with my homeboy Marlon last week and we we out and somebody pulls up on us Mm -hmm. my friend was like what the beat don't budge (laughs) like we stood there like what like nah (laughs) it's not going down right and um it's not it's not that type of time so yeah I definitely focus on Sagittarius I feel that um, super, you know, super real, you guys. One thing I do love, love in my men is guys that, um, want to be up my ass sometimes. Yeah. Like all about me. I'm really into that. That's um, cute from time to time. It, it's, it's cute. Seasonal. <laughs> Not seasonal. I would like. That's so Libra of you. I would, I would like it to <laughs> that be. That is so Libra of you. I, I would like it to be a seasonal up my ass time. <laughs> if we could schedule it. You know, because like right now I'm in a season where I want like an emotional companion, well, emotional pet. Right. But I know as soon as bitch March come, I'm be like, fuck that dog. Seventy look seventy four degrees. Oh, it's seventy four degrees. Can y'all, can, can y'all come, get, can y'all come <laughs> get this dog for me? You know, or like no. So I I, I as wish soon as I had it's seventy. You ready? <laughs> you know, a scheduler. I can schedule <laughs> companion time. You want me? You want me? You want me to- so look, I I, I I can I can feel you in Tuesday. At we, we, 7. Love a, we love a seasonal employee. I need a seasonal employee. You need a seasonal nigga. I need a seasonal nigga for real, and I need him to start immediately. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's super real. Um, and I, I I know folks say that, but I just you know I, yeah. Find me one, please. <laughs> um, another super. Real. This is gonna sound bad. And okay, so another super real for me. My taste has changed tremendously. Hmm. Tremendously, right? There used to be like this running joke on Twitter that I only like like light skin pretty boys. I think that's still is true. Well, see, that, okay, can I sell my own business? Yeah, yeah. friend. Can I? Like, you had to air me like that. <laughs> he put me on like, he didn't even let me get it out. <laughs> First of all, still a little true, right? But my taste has changed tremendously like i literally for the past two years i've found so many different type of men attractive where i've been like god damn nigga what do you like that's true like the two people that i've dated are nothing alike my most recent ex was into anime um not into fashion not into dressing not into any of the like superficial things about, and I actually loved that. It was very he was refreshing. So cute. He was very handsome. Mm-hmm. That one thing about me, I got good taste. He was really cute. Listen, I have great taste. Um, he was super adorable, but he wasn't into any of that stuff. He was. He would literally wear like Asics and jeans and a t-shirt. Perfect. Like that's all you need. That's he, what he lived in, and like he didn't care about. He didn't know any Jordans. Like he nothing. Of, he was not tapped into any of that shit. Give me a nigga that wanna wear. All he wanna wear is A six and New Balance and that's, jeans. 
Yeah. Give me that, please. Yeah. I'm sick of you motherfucking well, Balenciaga wearing ass niggas. That I don't need. So, <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, although my taste has changed tremendously, and for instance, I love dark skinned men, okay? Love them, would happily date one, would marry one, would have children with one. If there is a dark-skinned man out there that fits the criteria, please do not be afraid of, to say hi. You know, you're probably not going to know what I look like, but still, you know, I love them. However, I'm not going to lie. Something I, I love, like, the bad boy thing mm-hmm. still does it for me. How bad? It, like, I like a respectable bad boy. Like, just a little crazy... Like a little, like I always tell people, a nigga can never embarrass me in public. That's never yeah. going to happen. Yeah. That is one thing I That's a no, no. insert my government name here does not play. You are not going to yell at me in public. You are not going to ever put your hands on me in public in general, actually. You're, that's not going to happen. I don't play that. Because if you are willing to disrespect me in front of other people, and I'm putting that there because I'm a realist, right? And I also understand that I talk a lot of shit when I'm, actually, I don't talk a lot of shit when I'm upset really upset i talk a lot of shit leading to when i get really upset when i get really upset i shut down and i don't talk to people right i get silent but leading up to me actually being upset i like i'm very good at you know talking shit so if i was in a relationship with someone and he found himself yelling at me in the privacy of our home our own home or even grabbing me aggressively in our own home i wouldn't necessarily be surprised i wouldn't allow much of it Putting that out there, I don't do that domestic violence shit. I'm not one of them ignorant bitches that think it's cute when you put your hands on me. I will call the police and Nigga. you will go to jail. Or I will call my brothers and you will be buried. Okay? I don't, I don't but, play. Don't put your hands on me. But with all that being said, unless we're in the bedroom, with all of that being said, I'm not gonna lie. I like a little danger. You know, again, <laughs> because I'm so, I think because I'm so vanilla and I'm so safe, I don't smoke, I don't drink. Um, danger how like <clears throat> bad boy danger yeah like a trap boy n- but see here's the thing I'm not going to jail trap girl, <laughs> keep your hands out no 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 here's the thing here's the thing I'm not going to jail I'm not a ride or die so I'm not gonna hold you down so you're not gonna hold a brick for your man I hold I'm not Carisha I will not hold a brick for you daddy okay that is wow. not I'm not that okay wow. let's get let's get that clear however if you did that in a former life and you flipped it and made it legal, I'm your girl. Okay, so he looking for a Sean Carter, y'all. If y'all know any men that Jay Z has mentored, but I like real danger. Jay Z's not dangerous. <laughs> I feel was, like he's been shot I mean, his own brother. Yeah, you gotta look dangerous. You don't even have to actually be dangerous. But it's just something about a nigga that looks like he'll slap the shit out of somebody that I'm just like, <laughs> that's attractive. Like, that nigga will fight for me. <clears throat> that nigga will beat somebody's ass for me. That is attractive. Because I will beat someone's ass for my significant other. Like, I'm not one of them uppy, uppity bitches that be like, oh my god, I don't fight, that's ghetto. I don't fight. I haven't gone to a fight in a very long time. However, don't try it. Fighting's ghetto. Fighting is not ghetto. <laughs> fighting is, listen, fighting is a reality. It is a reality. I'm, I'm smart enough. It is, it is a reality. Not even smart enough. I'm blessed enough. Because niggas know not to try me. I think it's just in the... In the aura people don't try me especially when they see me in person but like if you do baby girl i think i think everyone should know how to how to break a bitch down if they need to yeah and i'm with it 
Bitch, I, bitch, I was in Tybo all summer. Not Tybo. <laughs> Learn how to break a bitch down. You're from Decatur. You, that was your Tybo. Your upbringing was your Tybo, bitch. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I want to break a bitch down as well. Um, What's another superficial or super real for you? Super superficial. And super real, I should say. Yeah, yeah. Um, just something that's super real for me is intelligence, obviously. And I, and I don't and I, I just mean like emotional intelligence, Ugh. like not just being so fucking surface when we when when we have a conversation. Emotional intelligence is and actually all you sexy. see is it's so sexy. Yeah, when it's, like it's that it's, nigga can read the it's room. So, it's yes. so sexy when you get on the phone with your man and he's like, "How'd you you know how's your day today?" My day was what you know. We talk about it, and then when you get home, they just accommodate you. Yeah, you know, or they accommodate you throughout the day, or just make you know whatever. Like all of these concessions for you, I think like that's so important when people are going through things mm-hmm. and when they're living. And I just want that. That's super real for me. I need that because I find myself always doing that for others or or trying to yes, give that the labor of that for it, others. Exactly, Oof, it's very it. labor. It's doing that for people. I know it well, and so. Um, and it's also recharging for you when you can have it done, right? Especially in that romantic sense. So I need someone that's emotionally intelligent, that's available. That's not superficial though. That's just well, good. Well, that, no, super real. Yeah, super real. Um, I just, I just wish that. Again, like we said this earlier, it's not something that we are taught how to right. be emotionally accountable for yourself first. Mm-hmm. You know, and that way you can even know like where you can get past even being superficial because I feel like a lot of superficial stuff is just based on like surface surface yeah. TV something somebody taught us or we heard watching others trying to mm-hmm. fit in things that are just fake as fuck absolutely yeah absolutely a superficial for me is and I know this is going to be so contradictory to what I just said earlier about me not being stush <laughs> it's going to be so contradictory but I love silent wealth. Mm. Listen, taste in cologne, mm-hmm. taste in fashion, and not traditional. I'm not talking about niggas that's running around wearing everything that says Balenciaga, Balenciaga on it. I'm talking about your Dries Van Norton. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. I'm talking about Tom Brown. I'm, I'm talking about... You're going deep. I'm talking about... There, there's something about seeing a certain cut or a certain print and knowing that it's quality and not knowing where it's from. Mm-hmm. And this is one thing I can definitely say traveling and also working in luxury hospitality has taught me. Because, and it's fun, I always see the, the tweets, we always see the tweets on Twitter that are like, oh, um, uh, what's the nigga that was? Steve Jobs wore a black turtleneck and your favorite rapper is running around in, you know, Louis Vuitton da, da, da. and it's like yeah but that black turtleneck came from like Azadina Lion was $2,000 like there's something men that are knowledgeable about those superficial things but in the like good way of knowledgeable as in like they know for instance I'm not wearing a de toilette right I only wear a de uh, perform right because Edith Toilette is like the alcohol down version of mm-hmm. the actual cologne. Mm-hmm. For instance, if I was, in, for, for example, if I was to go to a man's apartment, and this is going to sound so bougie, 
And he was to be wearing like, and this is kind of a reach myself because I'm wearing it right now, but he was to be wearing like a regular, like a, a Gucci cologne. Like that was to be what he, he had. Like those were his like, mm-hmm. wow, look mm-hmm. at this. I'm wearing Staples, Gucci. That's right. It. Yeah. Uh, and I'd be like, oh, you've never ever heard, never heard of Creed? <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, you don't have any like Lalabo. You don't. Oh. Yeah. No. But see, I don't like the 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 loud version of that. Now, I don't like the nigga that's gonna post on his Instagram that he's wearing Lalabo or Creed. I like smelling and knowing, like, oh. Yeah. It's like I I know that you know. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like oh oh okay yeah. because like that's way more sweet because then you know that you know we. Well, then you probably know more. Right. You know? And because a bitch it, loves to learn. It gets you don't, excited. Don't get it twisted. Like, you want to be excited about, hmm, like, what else is... is, is you What know? other experiences... Right. Is this going to, like, take Is there you more on? to him? Right. Yeah. Because I've never... Again, I've never been in a relationship with someone where I'm like, oh, you're teaching me things. Like, things that I care about, <laughs> at least. Yeah. It's always been, like, either I already know or... You know what I mean? Like, there's just something that's really... And maybe this isn't superficial. This is super real. I think it's so attractive when someone can teach me things. Yeah, it is. I like mean, open it, me up to new experience. Open me. I'm sorry. Let me not <laughs> to hey. new experiences. No, you're not used to <laughs> having company over. Uh, but no, seriously, there's that. That is also super sexy to me, which is why I've said my taste has changed so much. Like for me, the thing that I find sexiest now is a man that has his shit together. Yeah. Yeah. Like a man that knows what he's doing. Like, oh wait, you own this house? He's secure. You're not renting? No shade to anybody that's renting. I did it for two years. Hey. No I'm, shade. I'm renting. But like, oh you, oh you're buying a house? Yeah. Or like, you're saving right now? Mm-hmm. That's why you moved back home with your mom. Yeah. That's why you live with mom because you like you're saving to buy something. We love a story. I love. I just maturity is yeah. so sexy. Like. Somebody that tells you exactly what they want from you. They don't have to, like, hide it behind. Because that's one of the things about men, right? Men are taught to say what they need to say to get what they want. Mm-hmm. Men aren't taught, aren't taught, and this is by society, not just by other men. They're taught this by women as well. They're not taught to be honest and tell the truth. They're taught to say what they need to say. It's, a, it's about games. Men are taught to play games when they're growing up. So when someone is just like, this is exactly what I want from you, so sexy. It is. But then it just confuses the, the next bitch because then they're trying to figure out, well, damn, how, how do I play this? Well, see, that's the thing. Those those type of people. The, yeah, because that's the thing. If you say you want that, but you actually don't. It, it exposes them, obviously. Exactly. Because then when you get it. You don't know what to do You don't know it. what to do with it. Yeah. But I'm not that girl. No. <laughs> I know what I want. <laughs> Do you have any more? I don't. I don't think I have any more like superficial yeah, or, or, a... or, or, or super rules. I think I think that was a good, a good time to wrap that one up. What are What are you, you guys? Tell us some of your superficial and super real things about men. Maybe you like tall men. I had a thing where I was obsessed with tall men for a while. I still kind of am because I'm six two. So it would be nice to date someone my height, but not too tall for me. Like the highest you could be because I I, I still niggas start I still to look goofy after six five. Where like I'm sorry. I don't I. 
am a very dominant person sometimes, oftentimes, especially like when. Well, then you need to be able to manhandle whatever's in front of you. I don't want to have to no. climb too high up the mountain. <laughs> listen, Ain't no mountain high enough. I don't. Listen, you're not going to be 6'5, and I got to I gotta, you know I gotta climb all the way up there. You know what's so funny about this? What? I, I wanted to actually have this on a. We might still make this episode. There was this person who fits the, the energy that I was talking about, like that macho. Mm-hmm bravado kind of thing and i started noticing a pattern with his type and i was like oh he which is again my type never likes me i'm aware of this it's a read it's huh. fine I'm, i've accepted that a very long time ago right but i noticed that all the guys he went into were like little guys like five guys. yeah like five seven eight nines i noticed that now i'll give him credit there was a little range in complexion i mean they were mostly lighter skinned but there were a little, you know, a sprinkle of dark in here and there. But I saw him discussing once that he was like, he doesn't like guys that are tall or like masculine. or, yeah. or you, and, and it's not that he likes feminine men. He just doesn't like big like bodied men. And I thought it was so interesting because I thought like, wouldn't you take that as a challenge to dominate that 6'2 nigga as opposed to throwing around a 5'7 nigga if you're such a man? Like, what, what does that say about your manhood? You know what? I think that's so interesting because to him, it may not be that way, but I think sometimes... We, no, we he might not think. say that, but that's exactly what it is. You don't have to tell me. Again, I'm I'm 6'2", so I'm not... I'm going to be very crass right now. I've had sex with men that are significantly smaller than me, and it is a little sexy to kind of throw somebody around sometimes. It yeah. makes you feel like a man. Have However, you had someone bigger throw you around before? That's the... No one has ever stepped up to the challenge. The only one that has ever even tried <laughs> is a nigga that was 5'8 in Dominican. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. Again, with me being able to admit that my type is usually not my type. Again, because I'm 6'2", broad shoulders, dark skin. Most men don't immediately find that attractive in the sense of dominating. Yeah. Like, they don't want to dominate that. They want to be, be dominated, dominated by yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Which is why I was like... You niggas ain't really like about because that's the thing with me. I wouldn't not date somebody because they're six five. Yeah, bitch, get your get handled. Yeah, handle me. Who gonna handle me? That's what you saying? Oh, you know what I'm saying? saying? So if you that nigga that you claim to be, then take me down. This challenge should be take me down. Take me down, nigga. Like Chris Brown said, take well, not like Chris Brown. Fuck him. But um, you get the point. Yeah, I do. I do. If you if you are this big bossy ass man that you pretend to be or you you present yourself as, Mm -hmm. what is it about another man that's like quote unquote manly or quote unquote you know? They want all the dominance. That's the thing, but why why can't you dominate six two? I don't know. What does that really say about your domination skills? If you can only if it only works when the person's little, bigger than you, then that's an easy challenge. That's what I'm saying. So that means you ain't really that nigga then. That's true. You might not really hang as low as you say you do. Ooh. And you might not really be able to do. Y'all, Vaughn is taking yeah, contestants. I'm just, no, I'm not. You're taking contestants. Challenger 6, 2, and higher. <laughs> I will be posting the flyer this I week. am selling every bit of bit. I'm <laughs> celibate right now. So I'm, not, I'm just, these are just, it was just a conversation that I wanted to have. And we might need to really have it as an episode one day but for now that was this week that's hilarious growing up gay (laughs) um 
with that being said, we're actually going to jump directly into our Grown and Gay. And if, if this is your first time listening to uh, the podcast, our Grown and Gay segment is... Um, we have, whenever we do interviews, we always ask people what their growing up was like and what their grown is like, right, as a queer person or a gender nonconforming person. Um, but for this week, we wanted to discuss hoe baths. We yeah. wanted to keep it light and keep it fun, which is what the segment is pretty much always going to be. Um, and we wanted to discuss hoe baths, you know, the dirty of getting clean. The dirty of getting clean. So, friend. The dirtiest place <laughs> I've had a hoe bath. Wow. <laughs> You guys, so... <clears throat> and if you don't know what a whole bath is... A whole bath. Google it. <laughs> a whole bath, for those who do not know, is anywhere you have to quickly wipe up, wipe yourself using like a wipe, you know, a whatever's baby wipe. Whatever, whatever's at your disposal. Whatever's at your disposal to quickly... To refresh. Clean, cleanse, yes. and... Well, I won't say cleanse. Refresh, right, refresh. your person. Yeah. Come on, person. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was very auntie of you, yes, your person. Your person. <laughs> um... Okay, so the scene is I'm on Grinder, I'm ready to fuck. Um and this is and this is one of like one of those times where the girls were like trying to bottom, right? So I'm out here trying to bottom one night. I just left the strip club with my friend, so I'm really horny. I'm like really trying to have sex. Like savage. <laughs> I'm like, I wanna do it now and I don't wanna go home to do it. Right. But but the time I realized that I really wanted to bottom, it was like it was like, bitch, if I go back home, I'm going to be dead. Right. I need to do this If now. I go in the house, I'm not leaving. So, I, bitch, I went to Kroger, got a fleet, used the fleet in the Kroger bathroom, <laughs> and then... <laughs> and then I fucking went to fuck. And, you guys, I'll say this. It didn't turn out well for me. <laughs> Picasso. <laughs> Well, this nigga said Basquiat. <laughs> it did not turn out well, and I'm a, and you know. So what I will say about whole baths is I, I that is the dirtiest. Ho, that's the dirtiest. Mm-hmm. But I've taken many whole baths at, at the top because you know I do most of my business at the top. <laughs> I have I have lots of I have ref- lots of experience lots and of references experience there. And references there, okay. Um, satisfaction is guaranteed. <laughs> Come but, on, satisfaction. <laughs> but um, I think that my dirtiest whole bath at the, at the top. Ooh, okay, you guys. This story gets pretty. You know what? I think I'm just gonna tell the one. Vaughn, your turn. That was funny. Now, um. I don't have any dirty whole bath sto- uh, stories. Yeah. Um, I'm a pretty clean person in general. You know what I mean? Um, but I can definitely say that I have participated in taking whole baths. Um, one experience was in New York. Great old New York, which is where the majority of my fucking started. Yeah. Um, I was hooking... The same 5'9 Dominican nigga that I just mentioned earlier, we were... That was like my hookup person. You know, that was my fuck buddy, if you will. Um... And funny enough, the first time we had sex, I was expecting to go to his house. Because, you know, I'm, you know, a classy broad. I like to fuck inside. <laughs> I don't do... Which is something that I didn't realize people did a lot of fucking outside. Yeah. Wh- wherever you can do it. Yeah. I di- Listen, I'm not... I wasn't... I wasn't. I am aware now. But I wasn't wherever aware. You, wherever this you have is, space. Again, this is 2018. You 20- start fucking. Yeah, this is 2018. So In I wasn't... the park. See... 
and again, I'm a late bloomer. I didn't start doing all these things until I was in my mid twenties. Not late bloomer. You started fucking when you started fucking. Right. Thank you, friend. I bloomed when I was supposed to. You bloomed when you were supposed to, man. Period. Nah, finish the story about um, you fucking this so, Dominican nigga. So, yes, beautiful. This beautiful <laughs> young man. Um, But it was one of those... One, I mean, I'm going I'm to tell on myself a little bit. Okay. I was double fucking. Ooh. I had just finished fucking someone else. Nah, and he too. hit me up, and I was like, I'm not in... the, the And I, I couldn't go home and shower and do all that. And I was like, damn, I, like, I need to get fresh now so I can go fuck him. Yeah. So I had to take a whole bath in a stairwell. <laughs> I Ooh. bought, like, a water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> and no, I did not bottom. I had the water bottle to shower with. Yeah, whole shower. The whole shower. So I had to a... To clean, uh, clean his dick off. Right. So I luckily I have my gym bag. And in my gym bag, I keep a rag. And I keep, um, like, hand soap or yeah. whatever. So I used the rag and the hand soap. <laughs> And took a whole bath in the stairwell. And then the thing was, when I got to his house, I thought we were fucking inside. And he was like, no, my, my, my family's home. Oh, my God. We fucked in that same stairwell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, bitch. Ten points for you. So I hear stairwell scenes are the hottest. And they look, it was, they, I'm, they look like it, it versus my It was a little uncomfortable. Again, I'm a little scared. terrified. That was my first time ever doing that, but he was beautiful and I could not turn it down. Will you do his accent one more time? Or when he told you that you guys are going to do it? You do it one more time. He was like, no, we can't do that. He's like, no, my family's home. My, my, mom, my, my grandfather's home. So, like, where are you going to go? It's going to be down there. And I was like, where is down there? But you got another apartment? But you got, uh, you got, your family got apartments on multiple floors? What is going on? So, when we walked into the stairwell, I said, bitch, I know you lying. This nigga wants to have sex in a st- excuse. I was flabbergasted. <laughs> like I am a classy whore. You will not fuck me with a stairwell, but we did. How did you? How did you? How did you muster up the strength? My dick did. I didn't. Yeah. See, that's when the male. Yeah. In um, what is it? What is it? When when you just um, you just uninhibit it. You just do it. Those male pheromones come out. Yeah. That inner dog My comes hormones out. hormones were raging with a whore. <laughs> with a capital W. <laughs> with a W. They were raging. Wow. Um, yeah, I've never fucked in a stairwell. But it I was not. Fucked. It was not something that I'm eager to do again. I'm. A, mm-hmm. It was. It was not for my height. It was um, quite awkward. I will say, but um, we did what needed to be done. Well, grown and gay. Grown and gay. Damn. Grown and gay. So, much like our superficial, super real, if you have any um, <laughs> whole bath stories you'd like to share with us, please feel free. We would love to hear them. You know, we are a sex-positive community here. You know? We are. No shaming. Let us know. DM me. Unless you're fisting, because that's nasty. Fisting. <laughs> with we that support being... fisters, too. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, the fuck we don't. With that being said, we're going to take a quick little break, and we'll be right back with y'all. Hey y'all, it's Malik. Aren't you tired of hearing those queens lecturing us? No? Well, I am. So we want to hear from you. Have a question, comment, or some messy tea? Write into the show for our spill it section at growingupgaypodcast at gmail.com. Now back into the show. 
All right, so we are back with On the Timeline. Um, if this is your first time listening to our podcast, the On the Timeline segment is where we discuss, you know, fun things that are going on on the timeline. Um, not always fun. Some of them are a little more serious than others, but for the m- most part, um, it's you know usually celebrity driven or uh, culture, socially driven topics that we just wanted to discuss with you all. Um, so we want to start off with some good news. Damn near everybody in the Republican Party has coronavirus. <laughs> Applause. <laughs> Listen, October, we knew she was that girl. She's shaking y'all hoes up. But October is doing what the rest of the months couldn't. She's getting bitches together. Including the president and his mongrels. So it was... Uh, the president of your America revealed to us that he um, tested positive for coronavirus, along with his wife, along with Kellyanne Conway, along with Chris Christie, along I think with Hope Hicks too. Yeah, yes, and there's you know word on the street is Hope Hicks might be pulling tricks. Um, so I I, I mean. People that mock those that wear masks ending up catching the coronavirus is not something that I um, am going to send prayers for or well wishes. I don't wish death upon anyone. But, you know, if sis has to go into overtime with you, that's your business, not mine. Period. I would mean, I mean... They don't wear masks at these rallies. Mm-hmm. He's always kissing and hugging and shaking hands. Who knows how many people are around him? Mm-hmm. I think what I'm most interested in is: is he really going to quarantine for 14 days? Is, is he going to go through like the proper you I know, don't channels? So. You know, is he really going to take it serious? Like it's how he's supposed so. to, or is this just another type of Jedi mind trick where he's trying to, you know, tell us to look at something while while they do something while they do something else. Who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, this administration cannot be trusted at all. So when I heard this news, I was like, "Ooh, we'll see." Right. I also thought it was interesting that somebody that doesn't pay their taxes is now going to be afforded the best health care on our talk- tax dollars. That didn't really sit too well with me, but you know, that's what America is. It offers all the benefits to worthless white men. Um, so, and with that being said, you put a pin in that. listen, period. Um, and with that being said, in regard to whether he's going to actually quarantine properly, I doubt it. I saw something on the timeline about um, somebody saying that they need all the Republicans to be healthy and well by October 19th because of something that's going on. Again, I don't really follow politics like that right now because I don't have the capacity to. I am exhausted. Um, but with that being said, October 19th is 16 days away. So I, with these people just now testing positive, I don't know if they're really going to actually do the quarantining that they should. And I also don't know if the quarantine is going to do them any favors because some of them, Chris Christie, you look like you are one a donut away from collapsing. So, <laughs> and that is not fat shaming. That is not taking care of yourself shaming. That man has too much money for him to not be in, in better health. So we'll see what happens with that. But I wish you all an ounce of luck. We do. An ounce. Godspeed. Godspeed. So, speaking of... Um, <laughs> This is going to, again, I feel like I'm contradicting myself a lot. How? Because I want, now I want to talk about body positivity. 
<laughs> well, bitch, <laughs> you just sat there and read to me for being a fat fuck. Now we're talking about body positivity. <laughs> so, Robin Rihanna Fenty, the queen of the West Indies and all things um, bad bitch, uh, had her second annual Savage by Fenty um, experience. I'm not even going to call it a fashion show yeah. or a, Look you know, nice. lingerie show. It was an experience. Um, it was really great. Like, honestly, it was really well done. I'm surprised that they even did it because of the coronavirus and all things going on. I don't know how they put it together. Paris Gobel, you a bad bitch, uh, choreography-wise. Beautiful show. Rihanna looked amazing. Love that for her. The actual topic that I wanted to talk about is something that's actually serious. So... One of the, you know, one of the things in the foundations that Savage X Fenty has built itself on is inclusivity. They, since the beginning of the brand, they've showed all types of women's body types, all types of women, trans, um, you know, queer, disabled. They've shown women of all ages. They really do a, a wonderful job of showing that every woman can be a savage, regardless of what the woman identity looks like for you. You can be a savage, and I think it's been really well done. I think they they've expanded to bigger, blacker, queerer, um, non-binarier <laughs> um, people. Um, but something that I thought that was really fascinating they did was this this year was the first launch of menswear, if you will, for Savage by Fenty. They had boxers, they had boxer briefs, they had robes, um, pajama pants, um, and what surprisingly went viral on social media was they had a fat gentleman um, modeling the clothing. Um, and it was not thick, you know? It was an actual fat man. And I feel like I wanted to have a discussion about the word fat really quickly. Fat isn't a negative thing. It doesn't have to be. I think a lot of times there is so much negativity tied to it. But I think if if you're just using it as a, a marker for what your weight currently is and not who you are and not your whole experience at that weight, I don't think it has to be something negative. I, I think we often do a disservice to ourselves when we hold on to other terms like thick when someone isn't quote unquote thick. They're actually fat. Like you should be able to say, no, I'm fat and I'm proud of myself and I love myself at this size because it's my body <clears throat> and I choose to love it. Um, but yeah, there was a, a, a fat gentleman who had, uh, and it, Malik and I discussed this earlier, right? There, I think the reason why this was so kind of revolutionary, because I saw so many men, and when I'm saying men, I'm talking about heterosexual, cisgender men. Like, one of my tweets went kind of viral, and I'll, it was so interesting because I didn't post it to go viral. I was literally just, the, the line launched at 12 a.m. on the dot. I was just wanting to show some of the pieces that, because I was buying myself some. I wanted to show some of the pieces and some of the models. And I joked that, like, they had a black guy. I called him Tyshawn Beckford because <laughs> he literally looked like Tyson Beckford, but, like, that didn't make it. So Tyshawn Beckford. And then I said they had something for the whites. And then I said, oh, they got a, a they're out here showing all types of body types because they had the fat guy. And it was so, the response that I saw from men and from women was really interesting and i've seen the response from women like i was telling malik as someone that um has been bigger and has lost weight as you know up and down whatever one thing i can I'll, I'll always say is women have always comp complimented my body regardless of of my size i have always had women especially when i got to like let me not lie especially when i got to like that two 60 240 to 260 weight where i thought i was still entirely too fat um 
Women loved my body at that time. Women love big men. They yeah. love, you know, that teddy bear. Yeah. So they were look they were seeing your body from like a completely different lens. Lens. Right. And then what, you know, unfortunately we're conditioned to see as as beautiful and right. aesthetically pleasing. And then to your point earlier, we were talking about just how many references women have yeah. for their body types versus how few references men have for, for theirs. For four hours. Right. And so I completely see why people are going up because, like, that's a fat guy. Yeah. You know, but... And he was handsome. But he was handsome. And uh, and I think it's also, like, in the way it was packaged, like, he was oiled. He, you know, he looked good. The the underwear... He looked confident He himself. looked confident. You know, yeah. the underwear fit well. And I think, like, that's how you, like, you showcase people's bodies in the best right. way. In the best light. In the best light. I think, yeah. I think they do a good job of, like, really honoring him. Yes. And I thought what was really interesting is, like, we were just... And I, we're going to keep saying this because we were discussing it earlier. Um, it was I, something that I wasn't expecting to see. Because, um, like I said, first of all, I didn't expect to see the, the, the cisgender heterosexual men being like, wow, this is revolutionary. I'm so happy that I finally see myself. Guys don't usually look like me in, in, in this light. They're not seen as sexy or models. They're they're not me. It's the it's the people with the abs and this or the slimmer gentleman. And as a gay man, I can identify with that because, like I said, I had a lot of women that loved my body at that size. But because I was looking for that attention from men, I wasn't getting that. And let me put a pin in this. I know that there are fat gentlemen out there, fat queer men out there that pull niggas. I'm not disputing that at all. I know that completely exists, whether it's a fetish, fetishizing of it or it's just men that naturally like larger men. I know those things that exist. But I'm having a larger discussion. Right. And we've discussed that on the podcast as far as body positivity goes and the issues yeah. that the, the queer community has with fat bodies. We've discussed that um, and fat phobia in general. We've discussed and desirability, that right. all of that, all those politics. We've discussed that. But something that I thought was probably the most interesting thing is I saw women um, that were that didn't know how to feel. They were upset because they were like, <clears throat> wow. I know I'm not going to celebrate this fat man, you know, getting this opportunity. That's when the whole start getting, getting that crab in the bucket bullshit. And they start I, I, being <laughs> upset that black men are getting some type of, like, equity when it comes to fashion and, mm-hmm. and sexuality and vulnerability. And, but... And, 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 like, just the fullness of black manhood. Hood, because right. I think oftentimes black like black male fashion is sometimes limited unless it's super high end not sometimes it is well sorry not sometimes it is limited (laughs) it's either you're very masculine trade looking muscular ripped basketball player build or you're the slim wave high fashion model guy exactly and we're talking about fancy savage you know we, we see this big fat guy who looks around the way being projected his way and people are like oh this is new because this could be your cousin. Right. You know, like, he looks like just a regular person. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why people, because we are able to see, like, this this super home reference versus mm-hmm. these, versus before, like, these super airbrushed things that look so unattainable. Right. But what I thought was interesting about the women feeling the way they did is because they came from it, they looked at it from a, a, a viewpoint of, No, because when it was Lizzo, y'all had all this shit to say about her health and you cared about her obesity. And when it was any other woman that's not, you know, built like an Instagram model, y'all have all these things to say about their fatness or my fatness as as the woman saying this. But now I'm supposed to celebrate this guy who is built in, in this way that if he was a woman would be considered undesirable. And I thought it was so interesting because I 100% understood where they were coming from. 
But it seemed so vicious. But then I had to think about their experience and their body. And they had to feel the same way that I can say that I have felt when I was a larger guy. Or even now, shit, I'm still not. I still don't have abs, bitch. I'm still trying to get there. Um, but I can, I can, I can re- reason with that because, I mean, me personally, I'm going to celebrate anybody that's that's wants to celebrate themselves. Regardless of how you look, or how you as long as you're confident and you're you're happy in your body and your experience, I think that's worthy of being celebrated. So I wouldn't use that opportunity to tear a person down or to not you know be in that celebration with them. But I, I I could say that I understand it because if for years I've been fighting for this opportunity and like we said, women have a certain luxury that I think men aren't afforded of of shape. Mm-hmm. Like we discussed that and seeing their shape celebrated because I was thinking earlier like. Growing up, I would see so many magazines of beautiful plus-size women mm-hmm. in lingerie right. in these various shapes being celebrated. But then I also I would always wonder, well, where are the guys that are a little bit bigger? Right. You know, wearing modeling underwear. I would only see and I think, the and, smaller guys. And I think and that so, goes back to the discussion around shape. For a lot of women that are built a certain way, that have that natural curvy shape, those fat bodies were always accepted. And I think that's that's where that, that's where the line get, gets blurry for for people like us mm-hmm. who we're, we're, we've wanted to see that representation from larger guy of, of larger men. Yeah, I should say <clears throat> right. Whereas women can counter that with saying, yeah, we had representation of larger women, but ninety percent of them were built a certain way to where their fatness went to their hips, yeah. their ass, and their thighs. More voluptuous shapes, right? I get it. They were hourglass figures. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, they yeah. were BBW. They were quote unquote thick. Mm-hmm. Whereas the women who are more cylinderly built fat. or they're just fat. Yeah. Those women, we didn't, re- I can honestly say, we didn't really see a lot of that type of positivity yeah. until people like Savage, like Fenty came, ex Fenty came along. Because then I started seeing, oh, well, these are big girls that aren't built like an hourglass. Mm-hmm. These are big, big girls with big bellies. Mm-hmm. These are big girls with big backs. That's not a joke. These are and saggy titties. Right. These are real big women that are being celebrated and saying, hey, you need to look sexy and you need to be sexy and you can feel sexy too. So I think, ironically, we're saying the same thing as those women. We want that. Or it's nice to see that same representation. Yeah. I just thought it was so interesting how quickly it turned on its head. It went from them needing that representation and validation to them now stifling it when it was somebody else getting it. Yeah. I thought that was really <clears throat> interesting. I just thought that was really interesting. But shout out to Fenty for starting a conversation per usual. Um, She's been doing that for so many years For so now. many years. Listen. Fashion front, music front, makeup, everything. Like, In the words of girl. Beyonce, you know that bitch? We start all this conversation. All right? <laughs> um, speaking of conversations and people being bitches, NeNe Leakes, Wendy Williams, and Bravo Andy. Andy Cohen. Whole lot of bitching. Whole lot of bitching. Whole lot of conversation. Whole lot of conversation. Whole lot of nothing. Whole lot of nothing. Honestly. Yeah. Like, like, truly. Yeah. Because it comes, like, I feel like with the Nene versus Wendy thing, we know we know it's being... Manipulated. Uh, manipulated. Mm-hmm. With the people who are in control. Right. Andy and Wendy. Mm-hmm. We know that, right? The gatekeepers. The gatekeepers. You, you know, and then, and then Wendell, I mean, Nene... Is and that was no shade. I called her Wendell because everybody was calling her that. Um, and then I thought they called Wendy Wendell. Nini calls. Oh, when Nini calls Wendy Wendell. Yeah, not the which is around. misgendering and it's not nice. It's not nice. Well, the thing was Nini, you know, she's just really responding 
And if you guys don't know, recently, um, Wendy Williams went on... Um, Watch What Happens Live. Watch What Happens Live, and, and interviewed, and then Bravo Andy asked her a lot of questions mm-hmm. about the last Housewives reunion, and asked her questions about Nene calling her and their relationship, mm-hmm. and... You know, Nene, uh, Wendy didn't have pretty much nice things She had to nothing, say. nothing nice, nothing to, nice say. to say. She was said, very shady. Yeah, she said Nene d- essentially doesn't deserve a spinoff or another show because it would be boring. If it was about Nene and her sons, it would be boring. If it was about Nene and Greg, it would be boring. If it was about Nene, you know, chasing after Hollywood, it would be boring. <laughs> yeah. Essentially, anything that Nene did that wasn't Real Housewives of Atlanta would be boring. Boring. <laughs> Which... I don't know because I've never watched any. I've never watched any of Nene's spinoffs. I only watched the one where she got married. And how was that? It was entertaining, but it's because she was getting married. Oh, that it's a it's a singular mm-hmm. capsule kind of situation yeah. where this is only four. I think it was like three or four episodes, and it was all centered around regalia. And I I live for regalia. I love anything opulent. That's I'm gonna tune in if it sparkles. Yeah. So for me, it was entertaining, but I thought it was a valid assessment. But a fucked up one from a friend. And I think there's a deeper discussion here that needs to be had. And it's friendship, right? There is this Hollywood friendship thing that a lot of people partake in where you never kind of really know when you stand with someone, but you all kind of need each other. Do you think that... And I think that's what Nini found herself in. But this, the, the difference was Wendy didn't, never needed Nini. Because if you, if you remember, years ago, when Nini first started to pop... She was going to get a talk show, and Wendy stopped it. And that's how they first fell out. Wendy stopped Nene from getting her talk show, because um, the same people that produce Wendy's talk show wanted to produce Nene's. Right. And Wendy said, um, that's not going to happen. Wendy said, no girl. <laughs> she said, no God. <laughs> and because of that, they fell out then, and then they got back together, and they built their friendship. And then now they're seemingly back in a place where they've fallen out. And Andy weaponized that relationship to have this moment. And I thought it was, there needs to be really be a discussion had about Real Housewives and Bravo in general and, and the manipulation of black women and their image. And I'm one of the people that like, I, I'm not one of those, oh my God, respectability politics, black women need to be presented as perfect and never argue or fight. That's not reality. Bitches fight. That's reality. Bit, people of all races, job titles, uh, they be fighting down at the, at the country club where everybody makes $300,000 a year. Sure do. They fight on that golf course, on that same golf course where the country club and you, you got to have a black car to get in. They fight there. They fight in every space you can think of. People fight in parliament. <laughs> like, <laughs> like people fight. It's emotion. Tempers get flaring. You're in enclosed spaces. And sometimes you fight. So I'm not one of those people that, that falls for that. If a bitch run their mouth, sometimes you got to check a hoe. Period. Pussy ass hoe. Sometimes it happens. So I'm not one of those people. But I do think it's interesting that Brandy... Uh, Brandy, Lord. Again, spirit Brandy. Bravo and Andy decided to push Nene out, and then once they pushed her out, and they, Nene had this amicable, or seemingly amicable, you know, exit from the show. I mean, we all know she got fired, but she gracefully exited by saying she, you know, decided not to be a part. Of it. And then, like a week later, you decide to have Wendy Williams come on your show and slay her. Like you knew she was gonna react, and that's what he wanted. And that's the the one part in in, in this. The consistent part where I feel like Nene has failed is she's fallen for everything that they've wanted her to fall for. 
everything that they've wanted. She allowed herself to be pushed out by not being be- by not playing the game better than the girls that were pushing her out. And then in her exit, she's falling for every falling for it every step of the way. Cause she- I agree. <clears throat> I agree because you know Nini should know better. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, she- Nini Nini should should have learned how to manipulate that press. Thank circuit. you. You know, she should have learned. She's been doing it too how, long. Yeah, exactly. She's been doing it too long. And I think it's a point that we heard Funky Deneva raise. Yes. That Nene should have enough money mm-hmm. that her and Greg can chill. Mm-hmm. She's done all the circuits. She's made millions of dollars from Bravo. Um, but for some strange reason, it just seems like, to your point, Nene never had that brand where she was able to submit herself. She was and never the, Bethany and, Frankel or Candy. And I don't even care for Candy, but. Yeah. It is and, what it is. And, and, and unfortunately, I think maybe, listen, when you build a house and you're kicked out of it, kicking and screaming. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts. And I'm sure there is some bitterness. Yeah. But, but I but I. Do and it's valid bitterness. It's definitely valid bitterness. Yeah, because I, I agree with Nina on a lot, a lot of things she's saying. She does own her image. And they are playing into black women fighting and those stereotypes. Because it's the reason why Atlanta is the number one franchise. Period. Hey, listen, that black drama sells. And there's a reason why Potomac came out of nowhere and it's storming. It's storming. So I think Nene just should have, have, because... She should have played the game better. She was... Played the game better. Ironically enough. And she should have saw this coming because this this, is the same woman, Wendy Williams, who went on there and talked to her business last time. And also, it's it's literally... This has happened, all happened before. Yeah. When her first exit happened. And she should have known then that they were trying to push her out. I think the irony is she had the the allure and she had the the um, falsehood of Hollywood being on her behind her mm-hmm. at that time to kind of like support, you know. Oh, the, I'm not coming back. Right. It's fine. I'm working. Right. Whereas I think Nene realizes now that that check meant, means more to her than she thought. Mm-hmm. I think because it was so consistent for all those years that she thought, oh, without it, I'll be fine. And then maybe once crunching a few numbers, she's like, ooh. Hmm. ooh. <laughs> Things are a little tight around here. Mm-hmm. You know, we might have to downsize a little. But I think she, like I said, she should have played the game better. When she came back, listen, when Nene came back, knowing that they already lowballed her, she should have played the fuck out of that game. She should not have played into Candy and Cynthia and all their drama. She should have been like, fuck you hoes. I'm not worried about none of that. Here is these businesses that I'm launching. Here are all these gay friends that I have. We're creating this content, whatever it is. Tags Boutique. Is it Tags Boutique? No, it's called Swag. Swag Boutique wasn't enough. No. There should have been development deals. There should have been something outside of Bravo, I'm talking. And she should have used Bravo as a platform to sell it. Whatever it was whether it was like i said original content on on streaming per platforms a podcast um youtube a youtube because she always wanted a talk show yeah like you are a rich bitch like you claim spend a hundred thousand dollars in in creating a set and some decent cameras and use the, the the clout that you do have and get people on there to have the talk show you claim that you deserve this is the the the, the age we live in where if it they're is. not giving it to you you, you have to yourself. create it for yourself yeah and I feel like that's where Nene went wrong. Waiting for that major deal to get Thank behind you. her. Like I always say, if you're waiting for somebody to pull out a table, pull out a chair at a table, you may never sit down. Damn. That's real. If you are waiting you for know, somebody these, else to pull these, out a chair at a table, you may never sit down. These are the kind of stories where we always hear about celebrities, their houses becoming foreclosed on. Mm-hmm. 
But see, that's the thing. This doesn't have to be her reality unless she lives in a falsehood. Because this is Atlanta. Let's keep it cute. She can downsize to a cute little five hundred thousand dollars. I should be fine. Yeah, move into my neighborhood, sis. You'd be real comfortable. Yeah. Just, just downsize to that. Sell that Bentley and get you a nice, you know, uh, GLC, three fifty. You know, from Mercedes and them. You'll still be. It's still a cute ass car. Maybe get a GLE if you want to be extra fancy. You know, get the premium package. (laughs) (laughs) And then you'll be able to be down to the FIPS. You know, once, once, maybe twice a month. You know. And be good. Make some concessions, friend. Make some concessions. <laughs> uh, but that's going to be it for that. Um, another, this is, there's a lot of body positivity on this, this segment. This one, this one I didn't even know about until you told me. Right. So, Jasmine Sullivan. We love Jasmine Sullivan. Extremely talented, extremely gifted, beautiful, In the talented. Beyonce, one of the best. One of the best. Period. Um, so, Jasmine Sullivan's weight in general has been something that has been heavily discussed since she's started her career. Um, she's fluctuated up and down um, throughout her eras. Um, and recently, she's been slim, consistently slim, consistently. I would say, um, for quite some time now. And she was, you know, not even trying to flaunt her. She wasn't even like she did a, 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 photo, a, a shoot. photo shoot. She just came out with small. She was just posted a picture on Instagram and a lot of people were saying, oh my God, you're getting too small, X, Y, and Z, X, Y, and Z. Because the hosts think they know everything. Right. And people had all these things to say, so much so that Jasmine had to come out and say and, and tell everyone that, you know, she wasn't going to discuss this, but that her mother is battling cancer. And the reason why she has lost so much weight is because she switched to a vegan diet to help support her mom, who was also switched to, switched to a vegan diet. So because of that vegan diet, she has lost weight. And I thought it was really disgusting that she even had to come out and say that. And I think it's really interesting that, not really interesting, I think it's really sad that we live in a generation. And I mean, people have always talked about people's weight. I'm West Indian. People greet you by talking about your weight. Like, oh God, you're put on weight. Oh, you need, for, you need sitting for eating. I look too mm-hmm. slim. Like, that's natural. Right. That's how people in West Indies, like West Indies say hi. Like, my mom, I remember, I'll never forget the first time I got like under 215. My, the first thing my mom said, because she was um, traveling, like she was living elsewhere. When she came back, she was like, oh, your, your, your butt is gone. Where's your, mm-hmm. your butt? She's like, you used to have a nice butt, and now it's gone. And I was like, no, no, oh my God, you've lost a lot of weight. You look great. Your first thing was something negative about me. I ain't got no ass no more, mama. That was the first thing you went to pick. So it's just really, it, it's always been a part of, of society, but I, I've seen it happening a lot lately with celebrities. And I think because of the Chadwick Boseman situation, People are a lot more sensitive to it now because when he lost all that weight, people had jokes upon jokes upon jokes. They, they mocked him they to the point where he had to delete everything. He deleted his Instagram for a moment because people kept mocking him in a video that he posted. And then months later, we found out that he was actually struggling with cancer and has passed up, passed away. And because of that sensitivity, I think people are now, well, not sensitive, because of that issue, I think people are now a lot more sensitive to it because the same thing happened with um, the actor that played William on Girlfriends. Um, As everyone knows, Girlfriend is on Netflix now. One of my favorite shows ever. Love the material. Um, But he, of course, all the women have been reuniting and they've been working together. And I guess they were doing some kind of secret project where they were all in trailers because it looked like a set of something. A what? I don't know. Um, and essentially, William was at went to each of the ladies, uh, the four different ladies' trailers, and took a picture with them. And this gentleman 
took all four of the pictures. He screenshotted all four of the pictures from Instagram. Put it, brought it to Twitter, and was like, "Damn it! You thought if you had, tw- <laughs> damn, if you thought you had 2020 hard, look at this nigga William." And he was, you know, of course, shaming him because William is larger now. And then a tweet went viral because the tweet, a tweet, uh, this young lady retweeted him, and her tweet went viral because she said, "At some point, we need to stop, you know, discussing celebrity bodies because you never know what's going on. He has congestive heart failure." And that's why he has gained so much weight. He's not just quote unquote fat. He's sick and could potentially die. And I, so there was a lot of discourse under that that comment, uh, under that post of people saying like, oh, well, how are we supposed to know X, Y, and Z? We're entitled to make jokes. And then there are other people saying, which is my point, why the fuck do you have to make a joke? Why can't you just see what you see? Think what you think. Feel however you want to feel, but decide not to say anything. Like, why isn't that also an option? Because you're not gonna, you're not gonna put out my consent. I want to say freedom of speech. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, and bitches just just choose to be ignorant. So when you have a baby, I'm like, ooh, that baby is ugly as fuck. It's fuck because I talk about babies, and she looked just like you. I love <laughs> to roast the baby, baby. <laughs> like that's that's what I'm saying. So I don't know. I just want people to, and I and I and I've been listen. I've been saying this for years. Take a beat before you say anything. Mm, you yeah. see a headline, a picture, uh, anything, and you're not sure. Just take a beat. Yeah. And be like, eh, let me look a little. Let me click on the actual headline. Let me read the article. Let me look through the comments of this picture yeah. to see if there's anything that I'm missing. That I'm missing. Let yeah. me gather a little bit more context before I jump out the window. Just take a beat. Take a beat. And get off Jasmine Sullivan's dick. <laughs> Damn, I mean, like, it's hard enough being an artist. You gotta worry about so much. Right. You know? You can't just sing anymore. Everybody's so concerned about how you look. No more. That's her run. I know. Yeah. Everyone's, everyone's been doing it. Do it again. Yeah, no. Sing it out for n- No more. No, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> Y'all put. Uh... <laughs> Damn. Yeah, no. Yeah. So. With that being said, that was this week's On the Timeline. On the Timeline. Um, yeah. And that's actually this week's episode. Woo! Thank you guys for listening. We yes. love you. We're so happy that we're back. Yes. Make sure you are checking out us on IG. Follow us at Grown Up Gay. Well, actually, on IG, we're Grown and Gay. G R W N U P Gay. On Twitter, you know, growing up gay underscore underscore email us at growing up gay at gmail.com or Vaughn at growing up gay.com or Malik at growing up gay.com. And always we do have a spill it segment. We would love to give y'all some advice. We ain't did it in a while. We haven't done it in a while. So please write into us. Um, all the links that you need are in the down bar below. And as always, make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend, hit up, uh, iTunes and Spotify. Make sure you rate us and leave a review. And we all hope right. you all enjoyed this week's episode. Bye. Bye.